Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. You remember those bracelets? They were everywhere. What would Jesus do? Well, what if there was a bracelet that said WWJS? What would Jesus see? What did Jesus say? And even deeper than that, how does Jesus see things? If we were to put different lenses on today with this awful war in the Middle East with this crazy financial chaos going on in our culture with interest rates, with people in debt, with homelessness on the rise, with socialism and Marxism popping up everywhere all over America and fuel and gas and don't even get me started on the Ukraine and the Russian, all that mess. What would happen if we saw things a little different? I'm so encouraged to be sitting across the table from a man of God who is a pastor, he's an author, you hear him all across the Truth Network. He is Pastor Alan Wright, and he wrote a book called Seeing as Jesus Sees, subtitle, How a New Perspective Can Defeat the Darkness and Awaken Joy. If your dial is set right now to this station, wherever you are, whether you're listening on the Truth app or wherever, you are in for a blessing. Pastor Alan Wright, God bless you, man. Thanks for being with us today. Stu, my friend, it is so good to be with you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Last time we were together, we were attacked by these little demon mosquito bugs we had never seen in our life, swarming you, me, Russ East, in Utah, sharing the gospel out there. <laughs> we're, try, we're trying to walk up a remote road to come see the new tower that's enabling us to blanket the gospel across Salt Lake area. And what were those creatures? Still, they started. We saw one, and then we saw ten. I, are we exaggerating to say a thousand of these mosquito-like creatures started coming after us? And, <laughs> and Russ is a bigger target than us. I mean, you know, yeah, he, you know, he's six yeah. five, you know, two ninety five. You know, we killed one in his arm in blood splatter. I mean, they were they were I, they I were still, sucking blood out of us. And man. I, I still I, I know you still move. You still play basketball, and I saw you moving. You can still run. <laughs> was, and, uh, <laughs> we were under attack, but you know, the, but believers are under attack today yeah. because we're 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 jumping in and we're we're fighting. You know, you know, Paul says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, and, and yet we're fighting. We're we're fighting with anger. We're fighting with vitriol. We're fighting. You know, we're we're getting all po- political or over political. This and that. But Pastor Allen Wright, this book is a breath of fresh air. What, tell us how this came about. Well, I, I, in some ways, it's a new story for me of the last three or four years of just learning to pray a simple prayer. Jesus, how do you see this? You know, just pausing throughout the day. Jesus, how do you see this? Uh, it's it's brief enough for one breath, but it's deep enough to change everything. So it's become a new spiritual practice for me. It started actually with a few years back. Uh, someone asked me, said, "I wish there were a book about how Jesus sees and what he sees." And I looked around. I did, not only didn't see a book, but I started realizing what a neglected spiritual practice in my own life. I mean, considering Jesus is the light of the world and that Paul prayed that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened so that we know the hope of our calling, the glorious inheritance we have in the saints, the incomparably great power of God that's at work. And I started thinking about how much if your eyes get open to something that you've been seeing incorrectly and now you see it correctly, 
it changes everything in your life. So in some ways, Stu, it's it's a new powerful spiritual practice for me, but in other ways, it's the whole story of my, mm. my spiritual journey. Because when you first become a Christian, your eyes are opened. And I think so much of spiritual growth, and it has been for me, has been taking off the spectacles for me that had been too tainted with shame, maybe from the brokenness of my upbringing, um, the shame that I experienced just from struggles that my father had with drinking or any anyone that's listening can understand there there can be a, a filter that you look through, a, a, a tainted lens you look through, and and it means you're seeing things not necessarily correctly. So instead of saying, hey, what would Jesus do? Um, well, it's a good question. It's a noble question, but you already sort of know if you're having trouble being patient with your kids, Jesus would be more patient. But it just doesn't really empower you to say, hey, Jesus would be more patient, so I'm going to be more patient. But if you say, how do you see this? How do you see this person? How do you see this situation? How do you see me? How do you see the world around me? I think the Holy Spirit will open your eyes to let you have Jesus's own perspective, and that will change everything. And I think, Stu, for this world that is hurting so much right now, and we don't know what to think of it, and our emotions can get the best of us, and our frustrations can take over, and there's a whole lot of fear. If it, Now, more than ever, we need to see as Jesus sees. Mm. And this is why he's written this book. Dr. Gary Chapman says about this book, if you would like to see your world the way Jesus sees it, this book is for you. The book is Seeing as Jesus Sees. This book just came out. Like we had a case of these in Utah before even the book came out, and those people were so blessed. I mean, they were getting three or four copies. They're like, hey, I wanna wanna buy it. One guy, one pastor bought a whole bunch for his whole staff. It it, it was. I've been hearing from people uh that it is um well, it's an eye opener. And um the very first review that I noticed on Amazon said this is a game changer. Mm. And that's what I really want. I I want I want I want to take this simple prayer, a simple practice, simple enough for a child, but deep enough for the most seasoned saint to instead of going through our days and missing out on the wonder that's around us or wallowing in our frustrations or confusion or carrying around heavy judgments against others that are rooted in our own lack of real perception or becoming fearful in the world, just uh, begin asking him, ask him for his eyes. And I think it's a prayer he loves to answer. So some things we'll get into in the next segment. How how can we have the eyes of Christ? I want to get into that, practically working that out in tough stuff. I mean, we, we live in a fractured, broken world. We're broken, if we're honest with ourselves, yeah. Pastor Allen. And how then do we you know, put this into place, and how do we go from this performance treadmill that we tend to be on, you know, we perform God likes us, to this idea that God accepts us and loves us? There's a, there's, this is a grace-drenched book, pastors. Comment on that before as we get into this break real quick. The power of the gospel is the power of grace at work within us, so we're changed by the same grace that saved us. We're not changed by law. We're not changed by simply trying harder to do what Jesus would do. God's got a more powerful way of us changing and is giving us his eyes. And we'll explain more about how that changes everything. We're going to give some books away, so stay tuned. We'll tell you how about that when we come back. Hang on. More after this with Pastor Alan Wright, Seeing as Jesus Sees. All across the Truth Network on The Steve Noble Show, I'm Stu Epperson. 
I mean, talk about something you can interject into the messiest situation, into a full-blown family. This has got me, I mean, this is a biblical way of looking at things, thoroughly biblical, and yet I find myself in this knockdown drag-out, and I'm complete. whether I'm, hey, whether I'm right or not about the argument, you know, Dale Carnegie's right, you know, no one wins an argument, but Pastor Allen Wright, I mean, if anyone's right, you are, because look at your name, for Pete's <laughs> sake, <laughs> dad, legendary weatherman, I mean, this guy's got the, he's got the pedigree, he's got the pipes, but you're telling us the only way to be right is to go to the one who is the only right way, Jesus Christ, and seeing as Jesus sees the title of your new book, it's really taken the country by storm because people are like, you know, wait a second, you know, the, this all this argument is not getting us anywhere. I, the more angry I get, the worse things get, right? Like, look at the Middle East. I just want to help people become more Christ-like by God's power of revelation rather than our own effort. So uh, I start the uh, the book with a story. A businessman gets onto a, a train after the end of a busy day, and he just wants to relax, just unfurl his paper, relax for a few minutes after a busy day, a busy train, and a man gets on, a father with a couple of boys, and the boys are rambunctious, and they are running around the train. They're bumping into people. They're grabbing at their newspapers, and they're being rude. And what bothers the man is that the father is not doing anything about it. And and you can put yourself in that position of that, that, that businessman who's watching a father not discipline his sons. You know how your mind goes? Like, that's the problem with America. Nobody disciplines their kids. And next thing you know, your whole thought process has led you down this road of like, if I were that father, basically I would do way better. So now we've got judgment, we got pride, we got frustration, we got impatience. What we don't have is any of the fruit of the spirit or anything happening. And so while the businessman sat there stewing over it and getting more and more upset about it, he finally just said, I can't stand it. I got to say something to the father. And he says, sir, he said, can't you see that your, your boys are bothering everybody? Don't you think you ought to do something to control them? You know, well, the the dad, as if emerging from a fog, like waking up, says, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. Boys, calm down. Calm down. And he said to the businessman, he said, I, I'm sorry. I'm not thinking straight. They're not thinking straight. We, we just left the hospital. Their mother, uh, my, my wife, she died two hours ago. And boys, calm down, calm down. I'm so, so sorry. Well, as you can imagine, the businessman, in an instant, like in the blink of an eye, as soon as his eyes were open to the reality of the situation, he all of a sudden found himself saying, "No, no, they're not bothering me. No, no, no worries. I, I, I'm so sorry. What can I do to help you? Don't, don't mind them. They're, they're not, they're not bothering me at all." And he, so, and the thing was, he really meant it. It's like he went from frustration to compassion, from impatience to kindness. And it was it was not by his effort. He didn't say, hey, I need to try here and be more patient about these boys running around. 
it was a revelation. His eyes opened up. And if something, what I'm saying is something as simple as that, is just getting clarity about the reality of a situation on a subway could change you in an instant. How much more so could it change us if we just started saying, Jesus, how do you see this? How do you see me? How do you see others? How do you see this world that I'm living in? And he begins opening your eyes. It is a pause to say, in the midst of this busyness, I want to connect to Jesus, and then I'm going to look again. Pause, connect, and look, all through one simple little prayer. It's been changing me, Stu, and I think it can change anybody. Okay, in this book, I'm holding my hand a signed copy. We're going to send this first copy to the first person that emails us. And the email address, we're going to send 10 of these out, is newsletter at truthnetwork.com. Like, Stu, what an odd email address. Well, whoever emails that email address, we're going to have your email, and you're going to get monthly updates on what God's doing at the Truth Network and our awesome host and our speakers and pastors like Pastor Alan Wright and all kinds of goodies and prizes you can win. Last week, we had a parking lot full of pastors from all over the Southeast that came in a big food truck and a bunch of games and a bunch of prizes. And we're just trying to build this, and we're trying to get more people to see as Jesus sees, which is why we love Pastor Alan Wright. So Pastor Alan Wright, I'm holding your book. We're going to bless anyone that emails us the first 10 with a copy of this book. Some will be signed by the author who's with us right now, Pastor Alan Wright. And the book is Seeing as Jesus Sees, How a New Perspective Can Defeat the Darkness and Awaken Joy. Now, Pastor Alan Wright, this is going to be fun. You ready? You ready to be on the hot seat? Ready. Okay, and I know you'll be right, Pastor Alan Wright, each time, because I'm going to take you, everyone, through all five sections. Let's do five sections. So the host, Stu Epperson, is going to ask you, the guest, Pastor Alan Wright, to give me one sentence, a quick, pithy, punchy description. You know, we don't want to give too much away. We want people to get the book, and the blessing is going to be theirs. And I know you were blessed in the writing of the book. I was blessed in the reading of this book before it even came out, and you put a little, I mean, a little thing. Hopefully people won't, if they find this out, they won't not buy it, a little clip that Run I put on out here. and get the book because Stu well, has endorsed it. It's got it. my name on, you know, de- here's Thank what I said that. about it. I said, a deeply encouraging message. Thank you, Pastor Allen, for helping us remove the veil and see through the eyes of the Savior. Yeah. So, and I, and I believe every bit of that, and this really blessed me. It's helped me, and it's and I need it every every moment. We need Jesus every moment, every hour. So, real quick, give me a one sentence on each of these sections. Start with part one. Part one. Unseeing. Unseeing. What went wrong? Sin came in the world because the devil. Think of the irony of this. Said, if you eat of the tree, then your eyes will be opened. Well, their eyes were already opened. Spiritual Mm. blindness came through the lie of the devil who said, this is what's going to open your eyes. And that lie was rooted in, if you will do this, eat this fruit, then you will be more like God. And my mentor and friend Dudley Hall calls that the do-to-be tree. As soon as you buy into a legalistic, moralistic way of thinking, if I do this, then I'll be like God, rather than a relationship with God, then sin comes in and it blinded the world. Part two, seeing yourself, because I'll tell you, I'm sure I'm not the only one who has put a wrong set of glasses on based on wounds of our childhood or things that people said to you, or once your your vision has been tainted, you may not be seeing yourself right at all. So we need to see ourselves through the eyes of God. He sees us as forgiven in Christ. He sees us as clean. He sees us as holy. He sees us as his saints. We need to see ourselves properly. And then part three, we need to see others properly. This is why it's so important. This could literally heal a marriage. 
This could change the way we parent. It can change the relationships we have a coworker and neighbor. We need to see people as Jesus sees them. And part four, we need to see the world. How does Jesus see a rebellious, sinful, broken world? Well, he stood over Jerusalem and he wept. We, we could look through his eyes and discover his own grief, discover also the way in which Jesus saw Satan fall like lightning and how we can have a sense of victory down deep in our souls. So seeing the world and part five, seeing every day, how do you put this into practice? And we tell about the process of pausing, connecting, and looking. That's what it's all about. Um, it's something anyone can do. Wow. That was very good, Pastor. When we come back, a final wrap-up from him on the book, Seeing as Jesus Sees How. You can get a copy. Just email us, newsletter at truthnetwork.com. Don't touch that dial. Going deeper after this quick break right here. Stu Epperson in for Steve Noble. There you were. Everything was a blur. You couldn't see anything. You couldn't make sense of anything until you put those glasses on, those little spectacles, and suddenly you see, wow, look at that. You know, I, I think about going into these fancy smancy sunglasses shops, you know, and they, I mean, yeah. I know they're like, you know, $800 are a lot more expensive and then I'll lose them like three minutes later. So that's why I never get those. I buy but the cheap ones. You buy the cheap ones, but but they say, hey, hey, look at that right there. You're like, okay, what is that? That's just a blah, you know, coastline. I mean, it just looks like a bunch of rocks. And they say, put these lenses on. You look and it's like, wow, it comes alive. And just all your perspective has changed. And suddenly you want to spend a lot more money than you even have to get an item that wasn't even on your mind then. But Pastor Allen Wright, a very trivial way to get back into this discussion about your new book, Seeing as Jesus Sees. Like, this is a whole new lens. This is transformational, and it's not so much external and facade-driven, but there's something deeper going on. Can you really get to the heart of this just in our final few minutes here? This is deep transformation that comes God's way. Because Jesus promised, whoever follows me will not stumble in the darkness, but will have the light of life. So when you say, Jesus, how do you see this? I think it's a prayer he loves to answer. He doesn't show you everything. We're not God. But he shows you what you need to see. He doesn't want to withhold that from you. And he doesn't want us in deception. He wants us in the Mm -hmm. truth, in the light of, of his truth. And when you see it from his perspective... It empowers you. It sometimes humbles you. It sometimes stirs compassion within you. But I'll tell you, for any of our listeners who are so troubled by world events, as and, and we should be having such a call to prayer, and it should be moving us, all that's going on in the Middle East and all around this world. But Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. So he's seen the end from the beginning. He's seen the defeat and the demise of evil that was made effective by his cross. He knows that. And so I want his eyes. If you want fear to lift from your soul, ask Jesus for his eyes. And maybe when you ask him for his eyes for this world that is so troubling, you may find yourself standing next to him as he wept over Jerusalem and said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I longed to gather you like chicks under a mother hen's wings, but you were not willing. How he wept over some of the things that make us mad, I think he grieved over. 
And some of the things that maybe we grieve over made him mad. So we need to see as he sees, or else we won't feel the way he feels. We won't we won't understand the way he understands, and it ends up altering our behaviors in a wrong direction. But when you, as you were saying, when you put the right lenses on, through the lenses of Jesus and through the gospel, it changes everything. Well, that's the voice of Pastor Alan Wright. His book, Seeing as Jesus Sees, the subtitle, How a New Perspective Can Defeat the Darkness and Awaken Joy. First 10 folks to email us at our brand new email address, newsletter at truthnetwork.com. Pastor Allen's graciously blessed you with a new book, a copy of this book that's just out. You can get it everywhere books are sold, obviously, Amazon, Christian bookstores, you know, all the places, Barnes Nobles. Seeing as Jesus sees, Pastor Allen Wright. As we get out of here, Pastor Wright, and we we are gonna uh, we got another special guest coming in, but tell us real quick the tough stuff. Like we tend to kind of have sermonettes for Christianettes and anecdotes, and sometimes our orthodoxy is a lot better than our orthopraxy. How can you take this into some pretty rough stuff? Like people listening that are around some pretty raunchy unbelievers, and they're like, yeah. "Man, how could I? How can I work here in this environment? How, yeah. These people are so lost. They're so evil, and they see the people on the TV, you know, brutally beating up other people. Get, get, take, take us into the the intense stuff, the marriage where there's just it's just so combative. It's like we were never we never right for each other. We were never in love. Let's just find a preacher that'll tell us to get divorced. You know, which is just as bad. Take us into that. How, how can about, we apply this? Think about, as a model I use in the book, about those depressed disciples on the road to Emmaus on Resurrection Day, the greatest day in history. The Lord Jesus has been raised from the dead, and they are depressed. They are Life feels hopeless, and they're talking to Jesus and don't even know it. And then their eyes are opened, and they're breaking of bread, and they start running everywhere, telling everybody. I think that when our eyes are opened miracles happen. And it might be that the provision of God is already there for you, the provision you need for patience or understanding that can heal a marriage. And sometimes you just need discernment because sometimes there are people that if you see him as Jesus sees, he'd say, love them, but stay away from that. And there are other times in which you're going to look through Jesus's eyes and even a woman caught in adultery, ready to be stoned by the Pharisees, he saw her as a person, a human being, we loved. And so ask him for his eyes. In the hardest situation of life, don't try to overcome it by your flesh. Say, Jesus, how do you see this? And watch what happens. I love it. Will you say uh, Jesus, seeing as Jesus sees prayer for us, all the people listening, everyone out there struggling you know, as, as we get out of here? I know we got to say goodbye to you. Lord, you loved opening the eyes of the blind, and you still do. It is amazing grace that enables us to who once were blind, now to be able to see. Do it again, Lord, we pray. We pray with the Apostle Paul that you would open the eyes of our hearts, that you would enlighten us so we could see the hope of our calling and the glorious inheritance of all the saints and the incomparably great power that is at work in and through us, the same power that raised Jesus. Let us see this and so much more. Let us see as you see, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Allen Wright. Thanks for blessing us with these books, man, and for being a part of all this. You have you've made our day. Thank you so much, Stu. All this and a lot of free resources at pastorallen.org. It's been a real privilege to be with you. Thank you so much. And go listen to this guy preach. Yours will be the the, the blessing for that. And we're going to give these. We're going to continue to give these away. The email address is newsletter at truthnetwork.com. First ten to email us to that email address. 
you just say, I want the book and send us your, you know, put your address there. Morgan and the team will get that. Make sure we get you on our newsletter list to get all the updates of the Truth Network and what God's doing through Pastor Allen and other partners. And we're going to send you a brand new copy, spanking new hardback copy from Baker Books of this new book, Seeing as Jesus Sees by Pastor Allen Wright. And again, give your website one more time for folks that want to hear your preaching and learn about your, your wonderful uh, radio program. PastorAllen.org. Lots of free stuff there. Fantastic. God bless you, brother. Thanks, brother. Thanks wow. so much. And we will segue with that. Talk to our next next special guest with the Bible. You talk about seeing as Jesus sees. Hey, hey, when you start to have a heart for the lost that Jesus had for the lost, you want to actually give them a Bible. And the Bible League is doing that all over the world. And we are at the end of our run with them at the Truth Network. They've been gracious partners all month long. I'm going to bring Michael Woolworth on, who's been a longtime friend and partner with the Truth Network. Michael, we just talked about Christ hard for the lost. I mean, seeing as Jesus sees that idea from, you know, Pastor Alan Wright, that's really what's driving everything at the Bible League, isn't it? I mean, am, am, I, am I speaking out of line there? Well, Steve, you've been a great friend of Bible League, and uh, listeners, you've been incredibly kind to us over the years that we've come and we've worked together every spring, every fall. Stu, the result, uh, long, long story short, is what your listeners have hit it out of the park. We have been able to provide Bibles uh, in Christian love and faith, believing that God will accomplish His purposes around the world. doesn't matter how much heartache, conflict, suffering, loss, all of that. God has a master plan that is at work. And again, your listeners have been uh, a major part of this, uh, along with uh, our ministry over the last uh, few years. But uh, as you say, Stu, we're in the final days of this uh, campaign. We're calling this Till the Whole World Knows, Bibles for the Nations. And there's a reason why we are focusing right now on the parts of the world that we are. Let me tell you why uh, people in Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America, Stu, as many as nine of ten new believers go without what's so basic to the Christian faith, and that is having a Bible. Let me give you the reasons for that. Here's the top five, right? It's remoteness, right? People don't live near bookstores uh, or uh, big uh, box retailers or, uh, you know, an Amazon will drop a box of Bibles into their village. The other reason is poverty, right? They simply live on about a dollar or two a day. You cannot afford a Bible, which is priced very, very high in many of those regions I just mentioned. Number two, corrupt governments uh, that uh, do everything to stop the spread of the gospel. Think about what's happening right now in communist China. The other reason is um, majority religions. You think about the Middle East, right, where nine and a half of ten people follow Islam, many of those radicalized. But let me tell you the number one reason why uh, there is this great need for Bibles. It's the move of God, to Around the world, there's revival among Christians who are saying no to sin. They're saying yes to Jesus. They're sharing him with others. And um, it's also, again, because there's a spiritual awakening. God is choosing at this time to bring many to himself in the places of uh, Latin America, the, the Middle East, the continent of Africa, the region of Asia. Stu, these places, Christianity is growing like it's never grown before. And so I know we pray that the gospel would take grip all over the world. I'm here today to tell you that is happening. Your prayers are being answered. But there's another prayer today, and that is that we can get Bibles into the hands and hearts of these Bibleist believers all over the world, and especially right now in the midst of the conflict that's happening mm. there in the Middle East. Wow. What, what better way to turn a heart and toward Christ and turn eyes to see as Jesus sees than for someone to have their own copy of God's Word. There's still thousands that don't have a Bible. We come back, we're going to tell you some pretty powerful testimonies and what you can do about the Middle East crisis right now. Thanks to our friend Michael and the Bible League. Michael, give the toll-free number before we go into the break for folks that want to call and pledge $5 sends a Bible to a Bibleist believer. Give it real quick. We're almost at a break here. 
800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. Wow, thank you, Michael. More on this show, Stu Epperson in for Steve Noble. Getting the word of God to the to God's world. The word to the world, that's what we're doing. This is kind of like a little bit of a give back today. You have been blessed with so much. And you, like my friend Michael, you're going to love this. Michael Woolworth with the Bible. You've been hearing his wonderful voice encouraging our listeners all month long to give five bucks. Like, you can't even get a latte anymore for five bucks, Michael. We, we used to say, don't get a latte and do this. You, got, you probably give like two or three Bibles for the cost of modern-day lattes. But, you know, five bucks sends a Bible to someone that doesn't have one. I mean, this is like, think about how many Bibles you have, I have. We've been so blessed. So this is a give back. And so, Michael, I want to give a very warm shout-out to my buddy Kevin. Today's his birthday. And I went and took him a little muscadine juice and gave him a big birthday hug. And he handed me a check for the Bible League to send Bibles on his birthday. I'm like, dude, why are you giving on your birthday? Um, Unbelievable. So I just thought, how cool, what a blessing. And I want to thank if anyone else out there, thank you, Kevin, for your just amazing generosity. And believe me, he gave more than one in his gift. Michael, people, one, you know, like one Bible for five bucks, uh, the check... What happens? Just break it down for us, will you? I mean, it's it's so simple. Remember the KISS method. Keep it simple, stew. And I got that trademark, so don't yeah. anyone mess with that, okay? What happens? I give you five bucks. I write a check right now. Five dollars, I go online, which sometimes I get my chubby little fingers to do the credit card, and I send you a five-dollar check for a Bible. What happens? Take take it from there, will you please? Make it simple for us. Everyone listening, joining, that just tuned in, that want to be a part of this, break it down for us. Well, you know what? The fact that we've worked together for many years, Stu, tells you what. We're going to follow through with everything we promise to do. We'll squeeze every dime to the glory of God, but we will follow through. That translates to a Bible. Let me tell you what happens. We never go into a village. I think, Stu, you said this. We never willy-nilly hand out Bibles in any, any village around the world where Bible League has a presence. In every case, the soil has been worked. Now, we've said together this fall, we want to bless 3,500 Bibleist believers. I'll give you an update on where we are before we uh, wrap up our time. Uh, together. But um, what that means is that um, every one of these, uh, the soil has been worked. They're men, they're women who have been invited to come learn about Jesus from somebody who came to Christ, who received a Bible in a previous Bible League campaign. So, Stu, it's disciples making disciples all over the world in the regions we just talked about, Asia, Africa, the Middle East, and Latin America. And as they finish that Bible study of about 8 to 12 weeks, they find out who is Jesus, how is he both God and man, what's it mean to die to self and to put on Jesus. When Jesus says, if you want to be great in this kingdom, you'll learn to serve. And so they come through this Bible study, and in the stew, we have seen literally millions, 65 million people um, over our 85 years of ministry come to place their faith in Jesus Christ. At the end of that study, we promise them a Bible in their language. See, that's important because you know, we've had people come down to the Truth Network uh, offices and say, I've got Bibles. I've got a box of old Bibles. We've upgraded the Pew Bibles, right? Uh, the, you know, And you know why they did that, right? They're excited. They know there's this tremendous need, but the problem is if you're in China and you speak Mandarin or the Middle East, 
and you speak Arabic and English, Bible does you no good. So that's part of how God has uniquely positioned Bible League um, over the years. But that's a $5 Bible, okay? And so if you make a gift today, let's say a $100 tax-deductible gift, that's 20 Bibles. And then, Stu, we have friends of Bible League in another part of the country that want to double every single gift. They know the time is limited. We've actually been given a one-week extension till Sunday, November 5th, to hit this goal to bless 3,500 Bibles. Let me tell you where we are today. We're at the halfway mark. We've taken care of the first 1,800 of those Bibles. So let me tell you, make that more personable. When we started just a few weeks ago, we said, hey, let's bless 3,500 Bibles believers that we know by name at Bible League. Um, and we, again, effectively began at zero. Today, I can tell you that 1,800 Bibleist believers who had no hope of a Bible uh, just a couple of weeks ago will now have God's Word. But listen, we've got till November 5th, another week, to finish this campaign. And let me tell you how quickly we can get there. If we saw just a few dozen, I'm not saying a few hundred, that'd be awesome, but a few dozen of your listeners right now, Stu, who really get this and make a gift of $100, that'll send 20 Bibles, we will be at goal. That's, it's really how easy it is. And so it happens with every $5 uh, gift to 800-YES-WORD, 800-Y-E-S-W-O-R-D, that's 800-YES-WORD, or just click the Bible League banner. You can find that at truthnetwork.com. That's truthnetwork.com. And, Stu, before I toss it back, let me just thank some of your listeners who have gotten involved. We've heard from Rudolph of Raleigh, a gift of $650. That's 130 Bibles. Thank you, Lisa, listening from Utah. $1,000 gifts, too. That's enough for 200 Bibles. We've heard from Kenneth of Lynchburg, Virginia, a $500 gift. That's enough Praise for 100 Lord. Bibles. Now, listen, wow. you've even put your chubby little fingers to work, and you made a gift, uh, Stu, so thank you. And then Steve Noble, when he, were on, he and I were on the air uh, the other day, um, he multitasked. He was able to make a generous <laughs> gift. I won't, I won't tell you what that is. But, again, you guys are not asking your listeners to wow. do anything you haven't already so done. But, cool. Stu, we're getting there. We've got a week to go. We love to bless 3,500 Bibles, uh, 3,500 Bibleist believers with God's Word. Wow, praise the Lord. Well, I'm multitasking by texting people and calling people. Someone's at the coast, and I just texted them a link to our Truth Network app so they could listen to the last few minutes. So big warm welcome to uh, for listening right now to Donna Joe and I've got uh, my friend Michael Woolworth on with the Bible League. Friends, all you got to do is call this 800 number, give them your credit card and tell them you want to sponsor a thousand Bibles, a hundred Bibles, ten Bibles. It's five bucks a Bible right down and it'll go straight to talk about, hey, how about how about don't think about sending a bomb to the Middle East to solve that problem to any side, anybody send a Bible. How about instead of thinking missiles, yeah. think about missions. The solution is changing the heart. The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than a two-edged sword. It pierces into the heart, to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It gets inside. It's the only book you read, it reads you. It's the only book you read, the author is always present. It changed my life. It's a lamp unto my feet. It's a light unto my path. Amen. In the prayer you know, of David, open my eyes that I may behold the wonderful things of your Word. What about pastors that don't even have a Bible? in parts of the world that the Bible League, they've contacted, they've got people on the inside of these places. They send a case of these Bibles, a la the wonderful listeners of this program, the Truth Network and other affiliates of this program. You send five bucks to them, they send the Bible, a pastor gets it. So there's churches in China that I've talked to people that have been in those churches that have like one copy of God's Word for 300 people. So friends, what we have so much of here... There's so little of around the world. So let's give back. Michael Woolworth, you're a blessing. So if people just call 800-YES-WORD, they can give a Bible. Like my buddy Kevin, on his birthday, he handed me a check. He says, I'll just write a check to that. I'm like, wait, hold on a second, dude. It's your birthday. 
What are you thinking? Come on. This is about, you know, I did give him a gift. I mean, he gave him some delicious muscadine juice. You know, the state fruit of North Carolina. I wanted to bless him, and I gave him a couple other things. I'm giving him a book tomorrow at his actual party. But he says, here's a check. As we're leaving, like, what is this for? He's like, give this to the Bible. You want to give a bunch of Bibles. And he gave it. It was a nice check. You'll be getting it in a couple days, Michael. But it's from a listener of this network, of this program, with someone that's it's just so much bigger than you or me or this network. This is God's Word, and it never returns void. So please, folks, first of all, thank you for your generosity. And please join us to give to this amazing ministry. And I really love having you on, Michael, and I hope to have you on again. But, Michael, you have a little testimony there to read from someone that's actually received a Bible and they've read it, and tell everyone what's happened. I love these testimonies. Yeah, you know what, to as, share as we wrap up, let me, let me tell you something from the Middle East, Middle East, too. I don't have the answers to all the geopolitical issues like that in the Middle East, but I can tell you, if we can apply Jesus to it, we can see total transformation. Let me tell you what happened in our final minutes together to a woman by the name of Nora in the Middle East. Her husband was killed by a terrorist cell in that part of the world that hates Christians, right? That left her a widowed mother of four. One day, radicals showed up. They burned down her house nearly killing her, her four daughters, the youngest of which, four years of age, maimed for life with serious burns all over her body. But I can tell you, rather than grow bitter because of all of this, right, the killing of her husband, uh, her house being destroyed, um, she was trained to share Christ as she came to faith. Uh, She was trained to share Christ by a a Bible League volunteer. And I can tell you, Stu, today she has led 50 Arabic-speaking women. Many of those have been widowed. They've been wronged. They have no rightful place in society there, but I can tell you, they're born-again believers, and they need Bibles today. That's 50 that we need. We've got 18, about 1,700 left to go. Listeners, you've taken care of the first 1,800, 1,700, and this woman, Nora, is literally a few miles from the conflict there in the Middle East, but that is evidence, uh, Stu, that God is at work even in a place of severe conflict, pain, suffering, and loss. And again, listeners, today, it's not enough to get mad about it or to feel uh, fear. It's what? An opportunity to step into the stories of people like Nora, again, who aren't bitter. They're pointing people to Christ. And, Stu, we're so grateful the Truth Network is a part of all of this. And again, we promise to squeeze every dime to the glory of God. We're more than halfway to our goal. We've got until November 5th to reach this goal of 3,500 Bibles. And again, there's 1,800 on their way, 1,700 left to go. I know if there's a group that can get it done, it is the Truth Network listing family. Yeah, well, there's. I can't think of anything easier than ask for people to invest in the giving out of God's Word, in how I just love it. I, I just love just giving someone a Bible. I mean, who even does that anymore? Yeah, it's just so powerful. Michael Woolworth, the Bible League, the number, I wrote it down here. That Morgan and the team put a, put this down on a yellow sticky pad right here on the in the in the studio as I'm hosting here. The toll-free number, 800-YES-WORD. Michael, did I get that right? You got it right, okay. Stu. That's 800-YES-WORD. Let me spell it out for you, 800 937 9673. That's 800. Yes, we're about a two minute transaction, or you can find the Bible League banner. Another two minute transaction at truthnetwork.com. Uh, Stu, all it takes is $5 a Bible. God bless your friend Kevin and uh, Steve. And Stu, you have been a great friend of Bible League, too. And together, I know we can get this done. And uh, we'll do this till the whole world knows Bibles for the nation. I love it. Give a Bible to a Bible-less believer all over the Middle East, all over places where they don't have the Word of God like we have it here. Really simple. Call the number 800-YES-WORD. 1-800-YES-W-O-R-D. Or it is there at a link at truthnetwork.com. And don't forget to email us, newsletter 
at truthnetwork.com if you want to get a free copy of Pastor Alan Wright's brand new book, Seeing as Jesus Sees. God bless you, Michael. You're a blessing, man. You too, Stu. God bless you. And thank you for all your generosity, friends, for supporting this ministry and the Truth Network. God bless you.